0: This? this this This.
1: This is the Racer H2O Podcast.
0: It's time to drop that flag! Go. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Right kill! Yeah. Cut and cut and cut and oh. oh. And now here's your host. Rewind battle for the least! Shoulder to shoulder, going into turn one. rip that boot around! Well, how's it going, troops? It's your old pal, Jared, here. Welcome to the Racer H2O podcast. If you notice a lack of zip in my voice this week, it's because, well, this is one of the toughest parts of being in the media, guys, when you have to report bad news. So let's go ahead and get to the news. Stand by for the news. A tragedy dominates the headlines this week as tunnel boat racing lost one of its greats. Veteran Formula One boat racer Tracy Hawkins died Sunday from injuries sustained in an early race accident involving Fred Durr and Dylan Anderson during the APBA's Formula One feature race at Wake the Lake Four on Champions Park Lake in Springfield, Ohio. Hawkins was well-liked and respected in the tunnel boat racing community, as he was always a solid competitor. Tapping into his nearly four decades of experience, Hawkins was always, and I mean always, ready and willing to help other racers, especially those who were new to the sport. So many stories flooded social media after the news of his death was made public by the APBA on Sunday. Tracy Hawkins was 60 years old, and he will be missed. I had the privilege of meeting Hawkins at a powerboat race in Knoxville, Tennessee, five years ago. The interviews we did with him from that race are posted on the Racer H2O social media. I hope you check them out. The tragedy overshadowed what was a phenomenal weekend of racing in Springfield. According to Clark County Fairgrounds officials, the event welcomed over seven thousand spectators at Champions Park Lake, all while working through the many challenges presented by COVID-19. R.J. West was the winner of the APBA's Formula One feature. Jeff Shepard earned the top spot on the podium and some Twinkies. And those of you that know Jeff Shepard know that he got some Twinkies as he was the winner in the SST 120 main event. And our friend Steve Merleau, who was our guest last week on the podcast, kept his winning streak alive in Ohio, grabbing the checkered in the SST45 main event. As of now, the Springfield race is the final APBA tunnel boat race of 2020, as most, if not all, other events have canceled and have set their sights on 2021. Bringing us to the next story, Powerboat Nationals announced last week that the 2020 Branson Grand Prix has been canceled. The event on Lake Taney Como at Branson Landing was to be nationally televised by Racer H20 and featured both the Pro Tunnel 2 Powerboats and Pro Sport or Sport GP personal watercraft. Both Powerboat Nationals and the Branson Convention and Visitors Bureau agreed to cancel this year's event and focus on 2021 while Missouri, along with the rest of us, works its way through the murky COVID 19 waters. In better news, the Outboard Marathon Nationals, better known as Top O, was this weekend. Celebrating its 72nd year, the race that is called the world's toughest outboard marathon, took to the waters of Northern Michigan's Inland Waterway. Winners in that event included Dustin Pearson, who we've seen in our television coverage of Powerboat Nationals Racing, Dominic Trollian, Fred Hollerback, and Pete Lauer, among others, for a complete list of results Visit Topo on Facebook or go to tomorc.org. Again, tomorc.org for the results of the Topo race this past weekend. More small boat action was found in Centralia, Illinois as the U.S. title series and NBRA teamed up for the long course nationals. Winners in Illinois included Amy Gessler, Jason Saylor, Curtis Nidall, Chase McKean, and Doug Hall. For more information and all the results, please visit UStitleseries.net. And that was the news. Coming up, after crashing last year in Springfield, the win on Champions Park Lake was so sweet this year. The Formula One winner at Wake the Lake 4, R.J. West, is our guest. We come back to the Racer H2O podcast in just a hair over 15 seconds. Get up-to-the-minute watercraft racing news and fantastic bonus content by joining Racer H2O on social media.
1: Links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube pages are easy to find at racerh2o.com.
0: This is the Racer H2O Podcast. All right, fans, welcome back to the podcast. As we said uh, before we went to the quick break there, Victory in Springfield for this man was certainly sweet after what happened last year in Springfield, but it's a little uh, it's a little bittersweet because it is indeed overshadowed by the tragedy and loss of Tracy Hawkins. But our guest on the phone from somewhere in Nebraska, he's on his way home back from or back to California from Ohio is the winner of the APBA's Formula 1 feature race at Wake the Lake for RJ West is our guest on the show. RJ, welcome to the show.
1: Good to be here, good to be here.
0: Well, we're we're having some connectivity issues here as uh, as RJ makes his way through the the heartland of America. But uh, RJ, I mean, obviously we don't want to dwell on this, but you were there you 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 were on the race course when we lost Tracy, and you've been in boat racing for a while now. Tell me what what kind of a, a impact or you know Tracy Hawkins with you and your career, uh, you know were you guys friends? Did you talk at all?
1: Yeah, I mean you know he I've known him I've watched him since I was a little kid and wasn't even racing tunnel boats you know and and uh, has seen you know in the propeller magazine and all that but then as I started going to some of the Texas races and and uh, you know obviously he was he was kind of everybody's friend so you know when we showed up he we'd start talking to you and. You know, over the years, we we've, we've talked a lot about boat design with him building his own chaos hall and and uh, talking about propellers and and uh, you know, kind of being both of us being smaller teams and all that. We're we're kind of out of the same same cut from the same cloth, you know, and and do a lot of stuff you know ourselves as a as a small team and and uh I mean, he was a great guy, always always fun to talk to.
0: That's what we said. He was just always fun to talk to. We interviewed him a couple of times in Knoxville years ago, and anytime we'd bump into him in the paddock, it was like, you know, one person mentioned on social media, it was like he was your friend for so long. It wasn't like you just met him. You immediately had, uh, you know, a friendship with him and he treated you that way. And it was a really unique um, aspect of uh, Tracy Hawkins. But you said, you know, as you said, you've been in racing for a while, but you've been racing the smaller boats. You've been building the smaller boats in the SST 45s, everybody knew R.J. West was always a threat when he was on the water in the 45s. You made the jump from the little boat to the biggest boats there are in tunnel boat racing, the Formula One level. How hard was it as a driver to make that jump from the little boat to the big boat? What is the learning curve like?
1: Well, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it sounds crazy to say, but actually the the big boat is easier to drive. Um, the only thing you got to do is, is wrap your head around the the fact of of your speed closing rates and the respect you have to have for, uh, for those things, you know, that things can go wrong much, much quicker than in a 45, but the 45 truly teaches you more of the, the fundamentals of, of being smooth and racing a tunnel boat. Whereas the, the big boats are, you know, got power to get out of the, out of your mistakes and, and, um, you know bigger boat gets over the water better so they're, they're truly easier to drive but you definitely have to respect them you know quite a bit more than the 45 and the 60s
0: well when you made the jump you didn't just make the jump and, and spend time in in the back you made the jump and you were almost immediately competitive with the big guys out there I mean what do you attribute that to is it because of your training in the 45 did you get a lot of seat and testing time how did you make that jump and be competitive so quickly
1: well, I mean, I, I think it's a combination really. Um, you know, if you, if you look at a lot of the guys that have done really well in the big boats over the years, a lot of them have come 45. I mean, you got, you got your, your current world champion and, in, in in uh, UIM right now. And I mean, he's a, he's a veteran of 45. You got guys like Jay Fox and, and, uh, Vince Boyce. And, and, and a lot of these guys have come from 45 and, and, you know, I've also had the, the, been blessed to work overseas and see you know every kind of different tunnel boat there has been you know so I've got to culminate a lot in what we're doing right now
0: well you know and I'm speaking with uh RJ West who was the winner of the Formula One race in Springfield Ohio Wake the Lake Four this past weekend and uh, leading into Springfield RJ I mean you're on social media too we saw a lot of social media chatter from the fans and other drivers just really, I mean, they were pushing RJ West. You were the odds-on favorite going into this race. Did, add, did that add a little bit? Of, well, look, let me back up. In, in addition to that, last year in Springfield, your first time racing there did not end well. You ended, what I believe, upside down.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, worst-case scenario, I guess, you know. But, uh, you know, really last year, we, we were always pretty quick. You know, we just didn't have the finishes because – we were new. I mean, we started out the year without the primary boat. We had to race the plug because we were our own boat. We spent the rest of the year kind of taking our lumps and, you know, learning what we needed to learn. And, you know, when, when the season ended in Colorado, we knew we were fast. We knew we had a good package and we immediately went to work that week. I mean, we went home and we tore motors down and we started applying what we had learned in the first year and, you know, obviously with the the situation with the COVID and all that, you know, it kind of derailed the, the season. But we were ready. I mean, we've tested multiple, multiple, multiple times working on motors and propellers and balance and, and trying to just apply everything that we learned in our first year.
0: Well, as I started to say in the last question there, I mean, you're on social media along with us. You were the favorite going into this race in Springfield by a lot of the fans. They said, watch out for R.J. West. Did you see that, and, did, and does that add any pressure to you going into the race knowing that there's a lot of people out there that think you're not just going to finish well, you're going to come out on top?
1: Uh, I I mean, I guess it's a little bit of pressure, but I, I don't. I put more pressure on myself <laughs> than anybody on social media or, or anything like that. I mean, I, I have – you know whether it be uh, false expectations, but uh, as a driver, I, I go in thinking that that we're going to have a shot to win. I you know I kind of feel like if you don't have that, then you're you know it puts you behind the eight ball. If you don't think you can do it, then then you know who else is going to? So, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's pressure, but it's it's assumed if you're going to be trying to run towards the top.
0: Well, let's talk about pressure from competition. When you look at the lineup that was going into Springfield, the names on that list that were all going to be starting to your right on the dock, Jay Price, Greg Foster, Terry Rinker comes out of retirement. All these guys, lots of experience, lots of time on top of the box. When you saw those names and you saw the announcement about Jay Price coming up, I mean, come on, there had to be a little bit of a heart palpitation there
1: you know what, it, it was more of a, I, I guess, yeah, you know, I mean, part of you looks at the, the championships and the, and the win the experience over there. And, you know, um, you, you think about that, but then the other part of you and, and, you know, I mean, even when, when we got our heat draws, you know, I, I look over and like you said, I got, I got uh, a, a, former world champion sitting next to me. I got, you know, Ashton Rinker, who's won, you know, gobs of races and two championships in a row. And I think, Oh man, I gotta, I got a bum heat draw, you know, or whatever. But at some point you have to beat everybody to win the weekend. So you might as well start out at the beginning of the weekend and, and see what you got, but no, it is, I mean, it's surreal, but, but it's, it, I feel odd to be in that group at this point in time because of where, you know, how early we are into our, our career. But, uh, you know, once, once the flag drops, it's just other boats out there. You know, it, it. So you pass who you have to pass, and you race who you have to race.
0: Well, you know, you've been at it long enough now, and you've seen success. There's going to be a lot of drivers that are coming up through the ranks that are looking at you, saying. This is the guy I want to be like. Maybe some kids that were in the crowd this weekend—the very large crowd that was on hand in Springfield—that want to get into this sport and maybe want to be the next RJ West someday. What advice do you have coming up through the ranks and now seeing some success in F1? What advice do you have for any of the other drivers out there looking to move up or just you know just build their resume?
1: Uh, don't move too quick. I mean, um, and believe you can do it, but you know you can't you it's hard to jump right up to the top. You know, I mean, we obviously spent years and years and years in 45 and some people actually said that I probably couldn't drive a big boat because I had spent so much time in 45. Well, that, that didn't happen that way, you know, and, and the more experience you have before you get here, the better off you are, but really say you got to have some pretty decent success in other classes. And I don't mean just 45. I mean, you know, hydros and runabouts and and you know whatever else you can get your butt in for a for a weekend to get seat time because there's no replacement for that and and hard work it just it doesn't come you can't get discouraged and when you're when you're at the beginning of your career you're not racing the other racers you're racing yourself you need to look at your your lap times and your speeds and and make sure you're progressing and you're not racing against the other people you're racing against yourself more than anything else
0: well, my friend Jeff Doan, who was the race announcer, along with K-Dub there in Springfield, once told me, and I heard him say in an interview, winning begets winning. What are the plans for RJ West in 2021 once we finally get out from under this funk that is COVID-19? Are you going to be straight up F1? Might we see you go back to a 45 and race a little bit? What, what is on your wish list for next year?
1: Ah, I mean, we're, we're going to continue working, you know, I mean, after this weekend, you know, everybody saw what we had and surely they're going to go hit the lakes and test. And I've already been on the phone with the prop guy discussing about the future races that are going to be different types of courses and what we learned from the weekend. And if I got a chance to jump in a 45, I'd, I'd do it here and there, but I mean, really we're focused on, on our program right now. And, and, um, you know, the foot's on the gas, you know, whenever, whenever we get the so-called green flag to get back to some sort of normalcy, then, um, you know, we're going to continue to work. We don't, we don't win a race and rest on our laurels. We look at our data and we figure out where can we be better? You know, because if you stop, then, you know, everyone else is coming at hundred miles. So you gotta, you gotta stay on it.
0: Well, RJ, we know you're going to stay on it. We know we're going to see you on the podium again, and we can't wait to do it next year like everybody, not just in boat racing, but I think just in the world period. We're ready to get out and have some fun, and we can't wait to see you on the water next year. RJ West was our guest on the podcast this week. RJ, be careful out there on the road. We appreciate you pulling over to keep that, um, uh, that awesome cell service in the middle of Nebraska going. Be careful on the road. Safe travels back to California. We can't wait to see you on the water next year.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for everybody for tuning in.
0: Fans don't go anywhere. We'll wrap things up with a question for you when we come back to the Racer H2O podcast in just a little over 15 seconds. RacerH2O.com is the place to go to find easy-to-use links to our social media. Watch, read, listen to, and enjoy our content on demand for free on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and RacerH2O.com. RacerH2O.com. You're listening to the Racer H2O podcast. All right, troops. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, great interview with RJ West, and we appreciate him taking the time, pulling over on his trip back from Ohio to California, somewhere in Nebraska to spend some time with us and to talk about the race in Ohio that, again, overshadowed by the tragedy and loss of one of the greats, the veteran racer, Tracy Hawkins. And, you know, when we started this podcast, it really – it's just kind of a supplemental thing with all the other media we're doing with racer H2O, the national television, the social media videos, and then the podcast just seemed to be a natural thing to do with it. But we weren't really sure what to do with the podcast, especially now that there's so little to cover. I mean, there's there's races here and there, but nothing like if this was a normal racing uh, summer, whether it be racing every weekend, big boats, little boats, jet skis, hydroplanes, all that kind of stuff. And we would be trying to bring you information from all of them. But while we move into what is going to be a bit of a dead time, unfortunately, because of all the COVID-19 cancellations, I'm not sure what to do with this podcast, and I'd like to put it out to you guys. What would you like to hear about on this podcast? Who would you like to hear from? I mean, I'm, I'm generating some ideas here because, I mean, one that pops to mind with the loss of Tracy Hawkins, maybe we should start asking some questions about safety, in tunnel boat racing. You know, there aren't many media out there that cover this sport like this. A lot of propaganda, a lot of rah-rah stuff. And we do we do plenty of that too. Don't get me wrong. We're here to, you know, help make the sport better. But maybe one of the ways we do that is maybe we start asking some questions about safety and maybe some tough questions. Questions like Should we allow the composite hulls to race alongside with the older wooden hulls in tunnel boat racing is it safe to have them all out there together at speeds over 115 120 125 because we saw a pretty tragic accident happen this year between a composite hull boat a boat of fiberglass and carbon fiber going up against a wooden boat and tragedy ensued so let me throw that question out there fans what do you think should Formula One be straight-up composite hulls? Should they only allow wooden hulls? Or do you think it's okay that both hulls race at the same time? What are your thoughts? What are some of the other questions maybe we should start asking on here? Who should we be talking to? I've got some ideas rolling around in my cranium, but I want to hear your ideas too. So hit us up on social media, private message us email us go to racerh h2o.com all the contact information is there hey while you're at racerh h2o.com fans don't forget we've got hats we've got koozies got some really cool merch and we're going to be adding more to it as we get closer to that wonderful christmas time great gifts for all year round but we've also got links to all of our social media So make sure you click on those links, like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Big one here, fans, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Very big. We got to get those numbers up. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And make sure you tell everybody you know. And once again, people, maybe you don't know, but tell them to do the same. Like, share, follow, subscribe, Racer H2O on social media. Hit us up with some of your ideas of what you would like to hear on this podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, fans, I'm your old pal, Jared. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Racer H2O Podcast.